1: As coronavirus cases continue to soar across Los Angeles County and the rest of the state, more employers are poised to require workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The city of Pasadena is about to become the first city in Southern California to demand that all of its municipal employees do so. Pasadena City Manager Stephen Mermel tells the California Report the city is exploring all of its options to implement the policy as soon as possible.
0: Our problem is now... We have employees coming back to the office, and sadly, people are getting sick We're having to quarantine and close down offices. So uh, I really want people to get the message now, if we can't implement immediately, so be it, uh, but by sharing this expectation with the workforce now, hopefully, they'll take the right steps and go on and get vaccinated.
1: San Francisco has announced a similar policy for its employees once the vaccines receive full approval from the FDA. And the University of California system announced recently that it will require vaccinations for students and staff regardless of whether any of the vaccines receive full FDA approval. About 60% of Pasadena's more than 2,000 employees have self-reported that they're fully vaccinated. Mermel says he hopes that this policy will encourage others to get their shots.
0: Those that don't get vaccinated need to continue to wear their face masks and they're going to need to submit to some regular testing. And in my experience, getting the shot was a lot more comfortable than the test. So I'm hopeful that it creates an incentive
1: Mermel says the recent rise in new coronavirus cases in Pasadena is equivalent to what the city saw last year before the fall and winter surge. A couple of weeks ago, I got a message from a listener on Twitter. He had noticed a problem with his digital COVID-19 vaccine record that the state of California promised would allow all of us to leave our vaccine cards at home. The problem that Darian Afshar Gomez discovered was that his record didn't include the first of two doses he'd gotten. And it turns out he wasn't alone. When we asked the State Department of Public Health, We learned that millions of Californians have had similar issues. More on their response in a moment. But first, here's Jerrion.
2: When the system first came out, I decided that I wanted to, you know, be ready and have my, like, QR code ready for me. So when I was, you know, at my work or out and about, I could access it quickly. And so when I went to the website and I filled out my information, it said that my second vaccine was the Only shot that I got I was like wait a second this isn't right and so I gave it about a few weeks and decided to check again and it was still not there
1: and this surprised you
2: yeah I I was really surprised I I figured that there was such fanfare leading up to the launch where you know this is going to be a game changer it was going to allow people to access their vaccination information quickly and it turns out that you know it wasn't functional, partly functional. A lot of my friends said they had the same issue as me, which led me to believe that this was way more widespread than I initially thought.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought it to our attention, certainly. What did you learn as you went out and tried to troubleshoot this?
2: Yeah. So as I troubleshooted with, you know, different emails, different phone numbers Uh, that I could have used, I realized that it was literally just missing information on their end. And so I then tried to figure out how to correct the issue and there didn't seem to be any real way. I called in, um, they pointed me to my healthcare provider, my healthcare provider then pointed me back to the state of California. And so they were just kind of pointing fingers at each other, blaming each other. There was no real solution.
1: So we reached out to the California State Department of Technology after you wrote to us. And what they told us was that you can use this virtual assistant tool now to correct the record. And they walk us through some of the steps involved. You went through those steps. And we can post these on social media for people who are interested. What happened?
2: So going through the virtual process, it asks you very basic information, first name, last name. It actually asks you you to upload a photo ID and your vaccination card. But at the end of it, it says it's going to take two to three weeks for them to possibly update your record if they feel like it needs to be corrected, which is Great if you have a trip months down the road or, you know, you have a work event months down the road, but for people who need it to be corrected within days, it's just not going to work. And I think that the speed at which this needs to function needs to be way faster for people to buy in. I think that this is a really important system and that it should be completely supported rather than halfway supported as it seems to be.
1: All right. Well, Darian, we're so glad that you brought this to our attention. We are in turn bringing it to the state's attention. (laughs) Thanks so much.
2: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: And Darian is a Business Intelligence Analyst with the San Jose Sharks hockey team. For help, use the chat function on myturn.ca.gov. Again, state agencies say a fix takes two to three weeks right now. And the California Department of Public Health told us that they have been working with providers to update more than six million patient records with the right contact information over the last month. The department also tells us the records depend on what providers report and that they are improving. If this has happened to you and you need help, more details are on my Twitter page. I am at Lily Jamali. In San Francisco, a group representing more than 500 bar owners is considering whether to implement new pandemic rules, including checking vaccination status before guests enter their businesses. The San Francisco Bar Owner Alliance is an informal group where bar owners can discuss the industry. The group's founder is Ben Blyman, who owns two bars in the city, and he tells the California report that the surge in new cases has hit bars and restaurants particularly hard in recent weeks.
2: We're really concerned about the health of our staff. Um, We are hearing stories all over San Francisco right now of bar and restaurant staff coming down with mild to medium to uh, sort of semi-severe cases of COVID and that's a big concern of ours without herd immunity and we're not there yet we're never going to beat this thing
1: blyman says bar owners that are members of the group won't be required to check the vaccination status of guests even if the bar alliance issues a formal statement recommending it that statement could come as early as next week but with the recent increase in cases among bar staff he does expect a lot of owners will get behind the idea And he says it's much easier to do in their industry because most bars already have an employee at the door checking IDs. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody
3: Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from
1: WHYY and NPR. Lawsuits aimed at decision Secretary of State Shirley Weber has made regarding the September recall election will be heard today in Sacramento. As KQED Politics Editor Scott Schaefer reports, the cases involve two high-profile Republicans running to replace Gavin Newsom as governor.
0: The outcomes in the two cases could dramatically affect how the recall election plays out. One suit involves Kevin Faulkner, who wants to be identified in the voter guide as retired mayor of San Diego. State election officials rejected that designation because Faulkner technically didn't retire. Election attorney Bradley Hertz questions that logic. He was mayor of San Diego and he's no longer mayor because he
2: had to retire from that because of term limits. But there's nothing that I see that would make that inappropriate or impermissible.
0: Ballot designations are limited to just three words, with city names like San Diego counting as just one word. Jessica Levinson of Loyola Law School in Los Angeles says many voters don't pay attention until they see the candidates in the voter guide.
3: Candidacies really live and die on those three words of what's on the ballot. How are you described?
0: The other lawsuit is from talk show host Larry Elder. The secretary of state left him off the official list of candidates altogether, even though he says he filed his papers. His problem, it appears, Elder didn't correctly file redacted versions of the personal income tax returns he submitted. Attorney Bradley Hertz says the judge will look at whether Elder substantially complied with the requirement, even if it wasn't perfect.
2: So if the judge sees this as a technicality or as something that the Secretary of State is overreaching, I would think a judge would not be reluctant to order Mr. Elder's name to be on the ballot.
0: In his lawsuit, Elder claims Weber is wrong to require tax returns in any case because this is a recall, not a primary election, as the law requires. These cases will be heard this afternoon with a decision expected by the end of the day. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer in San Francisco.
1: State officials say California is beefing up oversight on investigations into unemployment insurance fraud, which has cost the state at least $11 billion. The California Report's Mary Franklin Harvin has the details.
4: The state has hired former U.S. Attorney McGregor Scott to help coordinate case referrals and efforts to recover fraudulently paid benefits. Before he resigned as U.S. attorney early this year, Scott helped lead a task force launched to look into unemployment fraud after DAs across the state identified thousands of unemployment claims filed in the names of incarcerated people. The mass payouts of ill-gotten benefits, along with other dysfunction involving the state's Employment Development Department, are a hot topic in the campaign to recall Governor Newsom. EDD says its screening measures have stopped at least $60 billion in potential fraud, but the agency still seems to be struggling to pay out legitimate benefits while also identifying fraudulent ones. So much so that each California Assembly member has been authorized to hire two temporary staffers solely to help constituents with issues related to EDD. For the California Report, I'm Mary Franklin Harvin.
1: A 22-year-old man has pleaded guilty to murder and other charges related to a deadly shooting at a synagogue in the San Diego community of Poway. According to the San Diego County District Attorney's Office, John T. Ernest has agreed to serve the rest of his life in state prison without the possibility of parole. I went to Poway the day after that shooting and talked with Chabad of Poway congregants who were gathered there. Outside the synagogue that day, I spoke with Ariella Lee, a Chabad of Poway congregant who's known the woman who died, 60-year-old Lori Kay, for as long as she could remember. I asked back then if she felt any misgivings about coming back to her synagogue to pray.
4: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is, is. it's not a time to give up faith, but to only, only, grow stronger because I mean you can't prepare for something like this this is God's choice that something of this manner would happen and it hurts so so much that it was Lori but to the last moment she was giving to the last to the last moment so no it's a time to grow stronger and to unite as the rabbi said not to give up that would be that would be a mistake
1: that was Ariela Lee, a Chabad of Poway congregant, speaking with me a day after the Poway synagogue shooting in 2019. Sentencing for earnest is scheduled for
0: September 30th. Support for the California Report comes from Blue Shield of California, rebuilding the future of health care with every Californian in mind, from quality and equitable care to not-for-profit values. Learn more at news.blueshieldca.com. The law firm Perkins Cooey a trusted legal advisor to innovative companies and industry leaders throughout California and the world. Learn more at perkinscoie.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org.
1: And that is the California Report for this Wednesday, July 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali. Thanks for listening. Do you love
3: learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book.
2: That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world.
2: I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California.